I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors, Producers Wealth. If you're interested to set up your infinite banking policy correctly and have access to a coach that will help you use your infinite banking strategy to grow your business and your investment portfolio and having your capital work in more than one place simultaneously and protect your capital from market downturns, taxes, predators, and creditors, you can watch a presentation of exactly how you can do this at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobsher. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Everything. Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com. That's CashflowNinja.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com forward slash subscribe. I've got a great show for you today. I'm joined by a returning guest, the international man, Doug Casey. Doug, great to see you again. Likewise, MC. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Uh, and so have our listeners and viewers. It's usually a conversation that helps us make sense <laughs> of everything that's happening on the spinning ball of dirt. Before we get into our conversation, I just want to mention, if you uh, haven't read any of Doug's books, um, it's incredible, the high the high ground novels. So book one is, is about the speculator. Uh, book two is the drug lord. And book three is uh, the assassin. So just hold them up here for the folks that are uh, um, that are watching our videos. They are phenomenal. I can't wait for the next one too. Uh, spoiler alert: I think Doug has shared it might be called terrorist. So it is it is an incredible read. Um, also, Doug has got a podcast that he does with Matt Smith. It's incredible. It's great to listen to. Uh, I can't wait for every episode to drop uh, where they. Um, just talk about current events, what's happening, field questions from viewers, um, and just share their bits, best insights and ideas of, of what's going on. Um, also, everything is in internationalman.com because he is the international man. I mean, also, um, there's a file, I don't know, and we'll talk about that uh, during the show, um, that, that Doug has for like-minded in individuals uh, that want to, uh, yeah, stay abreast of, of, of unfolding events and how to navigate through this crazy uh, terrain that we find ourselves in. Um, Doug, I've wanted to get into today's conversation, I think a great place to start would be is looking at markers in 2022 that's going to impact the next year, 2023, and future future years. There's a lot of things that happen in, in 2022 of importance. What are some of the um, markers and themes that you have seen um, evolve or unfold in 2022 that is going to have a huge impact for us in, in, in 2023 and in the future. <laughs> well, look, we're going back into the hurricane. We've been in the eye of the hurricane for a while, but now we're going into the trailing edge, and it's going to be nasty, I think. Uh, where to start? 
the big picture is that all over the world, uh, personal freedom uh, is uh, diminishing rapidly in just about every country in the world. Uh, the financial situation, even though the markets uh, are, are still fairly near their highs, uh, I, I think we're on the edge of a precipice and the economy is diminishing. I mean, I hate to be so gloom and doomy, but uh, I'm just calling it the way I see it. And uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be quite uh, unpleasant. And worse than that, it may become inconvenient besides. Yeah. And if we look at it from a risk management standpoint, because that's essentially what you have to do here is play play defense. You know, uh, some of the risk that I look at political, economic, market, asset risk, institutional, and of course, the risk is in the invest, investor themselves. It looks at from from the political risk is kind of overwhelming all of the other areas. And it looks like globally, um, there have been folks that share the same vision and the same values connected to a lot of think, think tanks, such as the World Economic Forum. It looks like they've kind of consolidated, consolidated power all over the place. And that's kind of affecting everything else, right? Because the policies that are coming out of these think, think tanks that these leaders then adopt and then try to implement in countries have significant effects uh, in the economy and in markets. It distorts them, which I know you you talk and write about quite a bit. And then institutions. I mean, look at FTX. It looks like that was essentially a money laundering scheme for politicians. Um, so it seems like that that was a very, very big theme coming out of 2022, where there was a lot of consolidation of, of, of power, essentially, politically. Yeah, these people are so bold at this point that uh, they don't even disguise their intentions. Uh, you know, you mentioned the World Economic Forum, and uh, I think that it's actually a very, very big deal. Uh, Klaus Schwab, who, for what it's worth, was bouncing around the University of Fribourg in Switzerland, where I spent my junior year abroad, and he was there. He's six years older than I am, seven years older, something like that. But uh, he was bouncing around uh, Freiburg, Switzerland at the same time I was. I might have actually met him. Who the hell knows? But um, it's amazing how this organization that he founded has become so powerful. And it's not formal. It doesn't have the, it's not a government. Uh, it's not even like the UN. Uh, which is quasi-governmental. It's uh, an organization that he's managed to make very rich and powerful. It has an annual budget of something like, um, I've seen the numbers, it's got about 800 employees, uh, most of them very well paid, and it has an annual budget of uh, several hundred million dollars, and almost all the world leaders, uh, whether that be in politics, has, lots of heads of state, heads of corporations, just major personalities from around the world. They're all members of the WEF, and they all kind of share the same view of the way things ought to be. And with the immense amount of money and power these people have, and sharing the same view, the same philosophy, 
they're actually amazingly able to impose their view on everybody else in the world. It's, it's, it's quite shocking. And the trend is accelerating rapidly at this point. So it's, uh, it's actually kind of scary. Yeah. I, uh, you know, in 2020, it was, it was shocking to see the coordination and the approach of, I don't know, almost 200 countries, uh, maybe excluding one or two that went about tackling a problem in the exact same manner. <laughs> what, <laughs> exactly what, what, the what, same. I mean, it's incredible. You, was that? There was no problem, actually. They, yes. They manufactured a problem, as far as I'm concerned. Right. The whole thing, which I think you're referring to, yep. was, was just grand hysteria. Right. Yeah. It, it was like a, uh, a variety of the annual flu, I guess a variety that was modified in a Chinese lab. Yep. But since there's no real investigation and no real formal discussion, we don't know what the hell the thing is. Uh, and uh, it was turned into a worldwide hysteria. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it was kind of I think that's kind of where you started to see because you always I mean, when you when you look at capital flows, you I mean, everybody knows this. If you're an adult, you understand that if money flows a certain way, there's favors the other way. We kind of have this basic understanding of the the political sphere. That's how it works. It's essentially, I mean, legal bribery, right? Uh, but never has it stepped from the shadows and showed us how coordinated it was, essentially, um, across the globe. And I, I want to bring it back to that the World Economic Forum, because jokingly I say, it's kind of incredible that we have literally Bond villains <laughs> running the show there. Uh, and with side-by-side uh, uh, side with probably the most unimpressive group of world leaders probably put together. I mean, these folks are really unimpressive. Um, so, I mean, pick, pick your clown from your, from your, the country that you're in. Um, it's, it's, it, and, and these folks, um, go and attend this World Economic Forum event. And then they have these conversations openly. You know, an example was um, the vaccine passports, you know, these digital IDs, passports, which a lot of folks were saying, you know, in 2020, if anybody mentioned that, that you should probably go tenfold head shopping at that time. They're openly discussing that within a month, they go to the G20 and they literally all sign on to the exact thing that was just discussed. A month or so ago at the World Economic Forum. So, it, it, you know, if you're not paying attention to this, if you think this is kind of crazy to pay attention to, you're really missing where all of these things are coming from because it's never been so uh, essentially in your face. I, I guess it was always kind of like private conversations, maybe. But now it's look, folks, here's what we want, and then the world leaders just go and sign on to it. It's 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 quite just incredible. Well, I know it, it was a while back uh, earlier this year when. Uh, the WEF uh, came out with a video. It was veritably a commercial where they had some soy boy saying, uh, you'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> and you think that was a hoax. Yeah. Hoax, but it's not. It's actually what they said. Uh, so now these people are taking off their gloves and dropping their social veneer and declaring who they are. Uh, 
but it's going to be ugly. You mentioned the, the um, vaccine passport. Uh, yes, they've said that uh, you're going to have to have a vaccine passport if you want to travel internationally. And since these people run the major countries in the world, they're in a position to uh, make sure that happens if you want to get on a plane, for instance. And of course, that vaccine passport is going to have lots of other uses, like maybe you'll have to show it in order to step into a store, uh, which was the case in a lot of places when the uh, hysteria was full-blown. I want to take a moment to share the most exciting project I've ever worked on and a project that will be my primary focus in the weeks, months, and years ahead. I've launched the Cashflow Nirvana Mastermind. The Cashflow Nirvana Mastermind is the inner circle of the Cashflow Ninja ecosystem. In our exclusive mastermind, business owners and investors have access to all the strategies, tactics, tools, and community to build and protect wealth in turbulent times and crisis. Join a community of resilient business owners and investors that are building a parallel economy and the future during times of chaos. As a member of the Cashflow Nirvana Mastermind, you will receive a monthly newsletter and video newsletter with Intel business owners and investors need to know, bonus reports, bi-weekly Zoom calls, and a bonus monthly happy hour Zoom call to network within the community access to a community social platform to interact with community members. The Cashflow Ninja Rolodex that includes all of our preferred vendors and partners. A parallel economy and members Rolodex. The goal there is for members to do business with each other. Deal flow of our community. Get access to the best deals available from our preferred operators and members as they become available. Educational content that includes how to create a strategy right now and how to create a business right now. You can join the Cashflow Nirvana Mastermind. Go to CashflowNinja.com forward slash Nirvana. That's CashflowNinja.com forward slash Nirvana. There's no end to what you can do with a digital ID or a passport because you can attach tax records to it medical records to it uh your social media if you're a good or, or, or a bad boy or a bad girl on social media and you have wrong think and post the wrong things that's essentially your social credit score that could be attached to that uh a central bank digital currency which is a, another thing that i wrote down here which seems to be a huge theme everybody's just openly discussing this uh and rolling out pilot programs and uh, go, going pretty much forward with this, um, it just seems that all of this could be centralized and attached to this. So, I mean, from a freedom standpoint, it's pretty scary. What is what is what is developing currently? Well, you're quite correct, and it's very clever of them to uh, approach it with a vaccine passport, which is a health passport, really, because. Uh, <laughs> If they wanted to have, um, in effect, a global identity document, if they did it along the lines of ideology or religion or politics or any of those things, there'd be lots of objections. But everybody is reasonably concerned about their health. 
And uh, people, at least in the past, have trusted doctors and medical authorities. So it's it's a great wedge to uh, have a world ID document that, as you said, they'll attach all kinds of other crap to. Uh, no, and, and and they're planning on implementing this. It is said very early in 2023, yep. and that also coincides with the uh, central bank digital currency, which is uh, equally scary. I mean, the vaccine passport will control where you can move your body. And when you get central bank digital currencies, where forget about using paper money, that's bad enough. But the next step is digital money on your phone. Now you don't control where your body goes, and you're not going to be able to control what happens to your money that you save. I mean, it's it's a quick step to turning the world into serfs, and it's happening right now, right before our very eyes. It's actually rather shocking. Yeah, and tying to tying the um, the digital world into that, even with and and this is just quite incredible. Some of the stuff that. I feel like I'm reading from just uh, this uh, this novel back in the 1950s of you know this uh, this incredible uh, you know space novel or something. But essentially, electrical cars, while they like it too, is essentially I mean it's a battery and a computer. So if you think about it, if everything's going digital and you have your digital ID, then you know this is kind of where the green agenda kind of comes in too well we can now see you have a carbon score let's just say on this digital id too you can link that too everything that you buy at the grocery with your cbdc's is tracked and traced so if there you know is one stake too many well now you can't drive because you've you've uh, basically hit your carbon allowance right so now all of a sudden there's a, there's a cutoff and and they're openly saying too about traveling around we want you know essentially everything that you need in your world 15 minutes from you is one of the things that the, that they're also openly sharing. So it kind of plays into the freedom of movement um as you just mentioned. Frightening stuff. Um and it seems that there's you know it seems that there's uh, certain markers. You know 2025 is a marker and then 2030 is where all these eh, I, I thought it was a meme too. The one video that you just referred to about the, when they say you will, it's 2030, you know, I own, I you own nothing, you'll right. be happy. Right, right. Well, they're, they're completely, they're completely serious. And if you think they're not serious, look around and see that there are not just tens or hundreds of millions of cameras. There, at this point, there are about a billion cameras in public places around the world. So that, in effect, you're monitored wherever you go. Uh, And, of course, artificial intelligence is the next step in computers, and it's being developed apace so that the input from these hundreds of millions of cameras can be correlated, and uh, they'll be able to track you absolutely anywhere. So it's it's quite Orwellian. You know, I've asked myself, because because uh, it seems that uh, in many ways, reality uh, imitates art, not art imitating reality so much these days. And the question is whether the world is going to uh, be more like Orwell's 1984 
or more like Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. They're both dystopias, although Brave New World is kind of a kinder and gentler version of a yep. dystopia. But uh, we're headed towards one or the other. The only good news I can think of, since the average person in the world is so supine and so bovinely stupid that he's accepting all these things, is that perhaps uh, the um, perhaps the world financial markets are going to collapse. I think that's very likely at this point for a number of reasons we could talk about. Yep. And perhaps the economy will collapse as well. And that may undo their plans. But then again, if that happens, it may allow them to accelerate their plans. Because yep. if everything falls, starts falling apart financially and economically, uh, the, the hoi polloi, or, Islam, or, or you could call them the capita kensi in Latin, the headcount, will say, do something, do something, save me, kiss it and make it better. And uh, there will be horrible people that will step up and say, I can do it, but you have to give me enough power to do it. So, uh, you know, maybe our savior will be a collapse of the economy. But then again, maybe that's just going to make things that much worse and accelerated. And then, of course, we've got the social upsets that will come from this. Yep. So, uh, oh, it's, it, it, it's actually, this is like... Uh, I mean, if we let our imaginations run away a little bit, we can see that uh, we could be living in a veritable zombie apocalypse before this is over. I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his team bring their investors high-yield investment opportunities across several asset classes for cash flow, tax impact, and equity growth. He and his team are one of the top five ATM operators in the country, and they have an investment opportunity available to accredited investors right now in the ATM space. To learn more about their ATM funds that produce tax-free cash flow, visit therealassetinvestor.com. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and especially uh, the next 24 months. I look at it and say, "There's tw you might have 24 months, maybe not even that. I don't know how many months, but before you have a completely different world um, or a very, uh, how can I say, uh, a very disrupted world because there might be a lot of pushbacks. We're starting to see pushbacks. Uh, it's not in the news, you know, what's happening in Brazil for 29 days. I think it's 29 or 30 days now, essentially millions of people across the countries have taken the streets and protested and so forth. Um, you know, obviously there's things going on in China. I, I don't know what to believe coming out of there, uh, you know, because we've we've just seen that there's there's so many fake videos coming out of there and released. So but it seems that there's something going on there. Um, so there's there's essentially there's essentially uh, some pushback, which all these things for business owners and investors this is going to impact your world. And I mean, this is, let's, you know, I had a discussion with someone the other day and they said, well, you know, he's not that con too concerned. I said, not concerned. 
Yes, it might be happening at higher levels or away from you or even in a different country, but these things are now so interconnected. It's ha- it's coming to your doorstep um, and you're going to have a plan for that and you're going to have a to a way to navigate this minefield because this is the environment which you will be operating in. Yeah, exactly. And it's part of a long-term trend, actually, because uh, if you look at the way that the world has evolved uh, in modern times, we find that um, it wasn't until the beginning of the 20th century that the income tax, which didn't exist really anywhere in the world, was put into effect everywhere in the world. And uh, it used to be uh, currencies were actually gold and silver coins that had value uh, in and of themselves. And they've been replaced with national currencies, paper, and now digits. Uh, It used to be that governments uh, only took about typically 5% of the revenue of the society. And it was mostly in import duties. Now, of course, uh, it's something like 40% in most countries, 50% in others. And government is everywhere. Regulations, agencies, laws. So we've had a, an accelerating trend for the last 100 years. I think that it's really kind of reaching a, a climax, a, a crisis at this point. This isn't just another cyclical recession that we're looking at. Now, it's not even something like the uh, Great Depression of 1929 to 1946. I think this is something much bigger. Uh, It'll be longer lasting and different and worse than that. So I hate to be so gloom and doomy because I know people don't want to just, you know, hear a scary story like when you go camping and you hold a flashlight. under your chin around the campfire. I mean, that's what this sounds like. I know, but I'm completely serious. So the question is perhaps, well, what can you do about it, if anything? Yeah. And uh, to your point, have you come up with any answers? Uh, yeah, yeah and, and I'd love to love to talk solutions, but just to just to add to your point, it's a it's a reset essentially, right? If everything collapses, then you have to, as they the World Economic Forum says, then you have to build it back better. Well, if you're going to build something back better, you you have to basically tear it down uh, and demolish well, it. The great, the great reset, yeah. which is another one of their buzzwords or buzz phrases, is all right. about. Right. So it's essentially, it's, and to your point, it's a much different time than the the other ones. So, um, you know, from a so- solution standpoint, there's a lot of things. And, and one of the things that, that I enjoy, and I'll talk about the file in a second, but some of the solution stuff, if I look at, you know, what what is an optim, optimum state of wealth like kind of mean? And this is just my definition of it. If if I look at like age-defying mental, physical, and spiritual health, so start there with yourself, strong family bonds and soulful, authentic relationships with like-minded people, a powerful network and a community, be part of uh, files with like-minded people that are seeking solutions that see the same problems that you see. Um, and then- you know, two words, of course, that are thrown around a lot. But and and this is one thing that I learned from you, Doug, is you always want to be clear about your definitions on words. So when I say freedom, it's it's freedom of time, money, relationships, location, which is going to be very tough <laughs> unless you have a, a crook to fall back on and purpose. And then I also would tie in sovereignty in there. 
because I think a lot of people realize that they might have certain freedoms, but they're not sovereign at all. They're still dependent on, upon another system. So that's just the framework that kind of I I have and, and, and look at, um, you know, and, and try to work on, on those areas. Um, I think the sovereignty one is probably <laughs> one of the most important. It's not lost, but but least um, because you can have all the other things, but they're, if they're still tied to other systems, if those that system doesn't uh, um, exist anymore, then the other the other pillars just kind of fall away, right? Yeah. Well, there are no guarantees of anything in the world, and uh, let's see, we we can look at this huge ball, this Gordian knot of strings and ropes, and we can pull on any one of them and see where it leads. Like one thing you said just reminded me that what talking about systems and what we need to get on from day to day, electricity. Is there any guarantee that electricity will come out of the socket when you plug things in? And people don't ask themselves, what would it be like if we didn't have electricity? And how likely might it be that we won't have electricity? Well, Europeans right now are uh, kind of at the tip of the spear for that. Because due to stupidity, um, they don't have the natural gas that they need to uh, fire boilers and generate electricity, uh, or for that matter, directly heat their homes and so forth. What's it like living in a modern city with all the modern conveniences and essentially freezing to death in your apartment or having to make a choice? between turning on the heat or buying food, which has gone up greatly in price. This is all happening right before our eyes at this point. And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, these stupid European governments, and uh, by stupid, I mean purposefully destructive. I mean, it's not that these people don't have high IQs if they take a standardized test, but uh, They're unable to see, it appears, not just the immediate and direct consequences, but absolutely the indirect and delayed consequences of what they're doing. They're actually destroying civilization right before our eyes. Well, what happens if electricity stops coming forth from the power plants because there's not the fuel? Uh, Can't get coal, not supposed to use coal. Natural gas isn't there. Nuclear is a no-no, and they're closing down nuclear plants instead of building more, because nuclear is, in fact, I hope this doesn't shock any listeners, it's actually by far the safest, the cheapest, and the cleanest form of mass power generation. And that's using the old technologies that we are today. I mean, there are new technologies that can be employed immediately that make it... uh, in order of magnitude better. Uh, So, oh, I know what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to use windmills uh, and and solar panels. But uh, I'm all for those things uh, in isolated areas, special situations, you know, places where it might make sense. I mean, but to run an industrial civilization out of the question, ridiculous. Actually, Crazy. And by that, I mean, actually, 
clinically insane, and it adds up to the bankruptcy of the economies where you spend, if you spend more than you take in, you consume more than you produce, you go bankrupt. But that's what these two technologies are doing, the way they're being employed. Yep. I mean, it's one thing to have a solar panel on your house. Okay, that's great. It's, it's fun to have a little windmill uh, for whatever. But no, you don't run an industrial civilization that way today. Uh, anyway, sorry to go off on a little bit of a riff there, uh, MC, but that's just pulling one string out of the uh, Gordian knot. And there are lots of strings we can pull on like that. I want to recognize one of our sponsors, Penumbra Solutions. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions, at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. That's cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Energy, of course, food, a place to a place to stay, some land, grow your own food, self reliance. There's there's so many of the, those uh, strings which provide some so, so many opportunities, right, for actually speculators and and entrepreneurs uh, during this time because there's so many problems. Uh, there's essentially a parallel economy that is that is being created, and I'm I'm seeing people do amazing things already in that economy. Because uh, they they see the same problems that we've mentioned here, and instead of just sitting frozen, you know, and, and or hiding under their their desks, you know, like the the drills in back back in the days for the for the nuclear bombs, uh, <laughs> um, they're actually doing something about it, right? So uh, it's great to see, and and essentially it's it's a community of like minded people, which is this file concept. Um, if you can just share a little bit more about that, and and you've you've um, you're mad have launched a similar file, which is or your own file, which is great. Uh, where where did you first come across that concept, and and um, maybe if you want to share a little bit more of that with with our listeners and viewers. Okay, yeah. So Matt Smith, uh, who used to run Porter Stansbury's operation for a couple of years, we're old friends, and. Uh, we started doing a podcast a couple of years ago, and a lot of the listeners to the podcast got in touch with us and said, okay, this is great in theory, but what are we going to do in practice? So we put together, a short while ago, something we call a file, spelled P-H-Y-L-E, and it comes from um, actually a science fiction novel called uh, Diamond Age. and. Um, the idea is this, is that in the future, as nation states fall apart and go bankrupt and break down, and we're seeing that everywhere, where, for instance, you mentioned earlier Brazil. I expect Brazil to split into at least two countries, China. I expect China, believe it or not, to split into a half a dozen countries. Uh, countries in Europe are breaking up and so forth. So, but people like to be organized. But why should we be organized? 
just geographically by the passport we carry. Uh, better to be organized, perhaps, with people that share things that are important, beliefs, philosophies, modes of living. Uh, and with the Internet, we can find each other around the world. Uh, people that think the same way, that want the same things. So, so what Matt and I have done is put together a file which has a number of aspects which we think will make um, living uh, more pleasant, more profitable uh, in the future as, as we kind of uh, get together and play to each other's strong suits. So people should tune in to, to uh, Doug Casey's take and see if they like the idea of finding people with similar views, same mindset, same morality, quite frankly, uh, views about, well, what's really right and what's really wrong? Or for that matter, contemplating what's really right and what's really wrong uh, in the world. I mean, we don't talk about trivialities like the weather and sports and the state of the roads. I mean, that, that's fine. But we try to get away from that and talk about more important things. So anyway, that's what that's what these files are all about. And um, people should tune in, I think, and find out if they like the idea or not. A lot of incredibly talented people in, in that file, uh, which which I've thoroughly enjoyed. And they're all around the world sharing great insights. And, you know, one of the things that, that is great is if somebody has an issue, there's somebody else that already has a solution for that challenge that they might be having. So it's it's a great way uh, to essentially have, you know, have your own network of intelligence, right? Your own intelligence network boots on the ground. And I think that's essentially uh, a almost a secret superpower in the world of today, right? Having uh, being connected and plugging in to a community that have the same values, think uh, uh, just like you, they identify the same pr uh, problems, they discuss solutions to those problems, and they're all over the world. So there might be different ways of of solving a particular problem or someone might have tried to solve it in a particular way that you could use or try. So uh, absolutely. And one, um, one last theme that I wanted to just get your take on, we discussed how digital the world is going. And there's a, a lot of folks obviously now turning more to the physical stuff. Friend of mine, uh, uh, Francis Hunt um, from uh, the Market Sniper, the Reset Sniper, and the Crypto Sniper talks about the anti-metaverse investment method, where it's sort of <laughs> the anti-digital, where you want physical things. Some of your thoughts just on physical things, uh, commodities, precious metals, farmland, you know, and, and so forth during this time is also a, a, a possible solution. Yeah, that's a very good point, MC. Uh, the fact of the matter is that we walk around in bodies. They're physical. We live in a physical universe. And this digital universe has kind of uh, appeared just in the last 20 years. And it's really not real, although there are people trying to make it real. And I can see the pluses of it. I mean, look, the computer is wonderful. It's done wonderful things for us at the same time as being a danger. But I don't doubt that uh, in the future, you're going to find uh, the powers that be 
trying to put everybody in the metaverse. How would that work? Once everybody has a guaranteed annual income for doing nothing, which is a stupid concept to start with, everybody will have a haptic suit that you put on like clothes, which will give you physical stimulation. In other words, once you put your helmet on and your suit on, you're actually living in the metaverse. It's not the real world anymore, but it seems like it. And it's a great way to keep the plebeians uh, occupied and busy. Just feed them, give them a place to live, and give them some stuff to do uh, for your own convenience. That's the direction these people are going. In fact, it's even more dismal and worse than that. Because you've had for years people like Ted Turner and Bill Gates talking about, you know, there's too many people in the world. When I go to Machu Picchu, I don't like to see these crowds around me. When I go to St. Mark's Square in Bennett's, when I want a cappuccino at that cafe, I don't want to rub at, at elbows with these strange middle class people. I think 90% of them ought to go away. And that's actually on their minds, because how else are we going to save Mother Earth other than getting rid of people? In fact, why get rid of just 90% of them? Because there'd still be a billion of them left. I mean, these people are thinking these thoughts, and they're putting these thoughts into words and on paper, even. It's a dangerous time uh, that we live in. So it's going to be tough to fire. Fight these trends if you're just an individual being swept along by this great polluted river of ideas. It's good to know, it's good to have some friends who think the same way and see things the same way. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered the question or if I went off on another tangent again. I don't even know if it was an interesting tangent to most people, but it was on my mind. Yeah, no, and, 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 uh, to your point, as the the world is going towards all these digital things, well, some of the solution to still maintain some sanity, sovereignty is to focus on physical things and productive physical things. You know, gold, silver, uh, farm, uh, land. It does doesn't yeah. have to be a thousand acres. You could have, you know, uh, people can grow. You know, like Victory Gardens, like they used to back in the day in their own yard uh, backyards. Uh, Absolutely. Or become friends with your local farmers. Exactly. And if you're going to save, which if you produce more than you consume, you save the difference. Well, how should you save? Well, I don't think you should save it with paper currency or certainly not digital currencies. I think you should be buying now, uh, even at current metals prices, gold and silver coins in your own possession. Okay. Uh, books. I mean, I read a lot, but I actually prefer paper books to digital books. One reason is that if you're reading a digital book, you actually don't own it. I mean, it can disappear if they want to, uh, if they want to make it disappear. Uh, I feel safer that way with a physical book. And there are many things of that nature. I mean, having a garden in your backyard, for instance, it's, it's better for you. It's therapeutic. And uh, if things really get rough, you won't go hungry or not as hungry anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, your your thought on books just it's fascinating because I think like libraries are going to be, you know, you're not going to find it in a lot of people's houses. It's going it's almost going to be a conversation where it's like, wow, there's book because and and to your point, that's why I like physical books too. And I've actually started to buy even some books that I uh, had digitally from somewhere. Um, I start to buy the physical ones because I look at this and say. Wow. Well, this could just disappear. You know, who knows? This might offend someone five years from now, just, you know, sharing what they're they're seeing out there, right? The sky's blue. Um, Well, that's a face of five years from now. Yeah. And you really don't know if they're going to start modifying books for being not politically correct. I mean, it's hard enough to get a copy of Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn because it uses words that are considered non-PC. But maybe in the future, we'll start deleting those words. And it's a very slippery slope from that point. It's it's like the Christmas movie. Yeah, it's like the Christmas movies with war with warning labels. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. Um, yeah, no, incredible. Appreciate you spending some time with me, Doug. Um, a lo- lots of, obviously... Challenges lie ahead, uh, but there's a ton of solutions. And of course, I just want to recommend, obviously, Doug's podcast. Absolutely check that out. That's weekly, right, Doug? Uh, Casey's Take, Doug Casey's Take. And they can find it on on YouTube and other channels. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just uh, current events, things that you're seeing unfolding, questions from uh, from from viewers and so forth. And of course, Doug's books are all available on Amazon. Uh, get the physical copy. <laughs> Definitely get the physical <laughs> copy of these. Um, and then, of course, everything else is at International Man. And then the file, too, that we discussed, I think it's file, P-H, uh, what is it, Y-L-E dot C-O? Y-L-E, right. Yep, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Doug. Appreciate you. Appreciate our conversations. And thank you for always providing so much value for all of my listeners and viewers. Well, I always enjoy talking to you, MC, because we can talk about things that go beyond the banal and the trivial. And thank you to you, the listeners and the viewers, for spending your most valuable resource, your time, once again with me on the show. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com forward slash subscribe. Until next time, live infinitely. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.